This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. It doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. That's a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> I'm Max. <gasps> Usurper. I'm Victor. And I'm Kitty. And I'm last, as always, <laughs> on this podcast that we like to call Hounds of Horror. We like to call it that. I don't know if everybody else likes to call it that. but <laughs> We've also been called Hoes of Horror, uh, Dogs of Horror. I forget what else D-Pad came up with on the spot, <laughs> accidentally trying to remember our name. Horror Hounds. Horror Hounds. That's right. He's so close with that one. <laughs> oh, I miss D-Pad. We should have him on here again soon. We should. We should. Make him watch another movie that makes him uncomfortable. As you all may recall, last week we had Dibs on the show. She got to pick Evil Dead. She did. And then sticking with the theme of actors, this week Max picked... Bubba Hotep. Indeed. Oh my goodness. Yes. Some, kind of, some, some kind of Bubba. Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep is a 2002 movie that was directed by Don Coscarelli and written by Joe R. Lansdale, who wrote the short story. And Don Coscarelli, who wrote the screenplay. Good. I kind of want to go back and read that now. I didn't actually realize it was it was based on a short story, and I would like to go back and read it. Eh, it uh, doesn't have Bruce Campbell in it. Maybe it's narrated by Bruce Campbell. You no. can pretend that it has <laughs> Bruce Campbell in it. You can imagine him being the character in your brain space. Um, yes, and you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. And also, all the social places except for twitter because fuck twitter the virtual social places social places <laughs> yes mm-hmm. the media social places we social distance we were social distancing before it was cool because we don't want to be around people i social distanced all my life mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i miss people i don't it's cool to listen to somebody's opinion without having to smell their breath too <laughs> okay, I want to keep masks a thing. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> uh, pause real quick. Someone give us five star reviews. Who? Uh, his mm. name is Brian. That's Thanks, nice Brian. Brian. Thanks, Bri. Bri, Bri. Big bad Bri guy. It's like a shy guy, but his name's Brian. I'm little good Max man. Brian, if you come back and amend it and leave a comment, I'll I'll read it next time. Or maybe I will. We'll roll dice. That's how we solve everything. I said I would read all the four star reviews. Yes. So we have not had one of those yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as good as a five star review. Almost. It almost it is, is one star less than. It's eighty percent of a five star review. <laughs> So, who was in this movie, Matt? Oh, not a lot of people. I mean, there were a lot, but, you know. <laughs> not a lot of people that mattered. No, it says Paul, G- uh, um, Paul Giamatti was in it. I'm not sure who he was, though. Paul Giamatti? Really? Yeah. Was he Boba Hotep? No, that was Bob Ivy. Hmm. I legitimately have no idea who that could have been. Um... Maybe he I'm was assuming one of the coroners or something. Or? No, definitely not. He was one of maybe he was one of Elvis's friends because they were all wearing pretty heavy glasses. I don't know. The other guys were listed as Elvis's friends. He doesn't have anything under his name. Weird. 
What a conundrum. Where am I? Here. <laughs> oh, that settles that. Good. Are you going to talk about the people that were in this movie? Uh, I guess so. Apparently Paul Giamatti was in it. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently he was, but I don't know which character he was. Um, we have, of course, Bruce Campbell. Oh, Bruce Campbell. He played Sebastian Half slash Elvis Presley, <laughs> the king. Is that the reference in the... In the end of the Ash vs. the Evil Dead, he's got a car with like a plow in the front and it says, Hail to the King. Is that like a... It might be. Elvis Bubba thing. Where are you seeing Paul Giamatti listed as a person? Um, I'm... Maybe not. Listed as uh, a person. I'm not seeing him anywhere. <laughs> I think I was on a different... Nope, right there he is. I'm on... Okay, I'm on Bubba Hotep. <laughs> His is a cast. And like six or seven rows down there is Paul Giamatti. Right next to Timothy E. Goodwin, who was one of Elvis's boys. Interesting. I'm not seeing him on um, IMDb at all. Timothy E. Goodwin? Yep. Interesting. That name sounds familiar. Little, he little looks familiar, but I can't. Hmm. Don't know. Or don't care. I'm not sure. <laughs> it really could be either with you. <laughs> but while Kitty looks that up, we did have Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. as Sebastian Half. And the only other lead character in the movie was Aussie Davis. He played Jack. Mm. He was in Malcolm X. He gave the eulogy oh. at some point in that movie. I also recognized uh, Daniel Roebuck, the uh, the one Hearst driver. He's been in all the fucking things. Like, yeah. I, like not anything really of... Oh, that's what I know him from. He was in Glee. <laughs> well, I've never seen it. But he has 249 credits to his name. <coughs> Goodness. That's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. He was also in Grimm for several seasons. He's almost been in, in as much stuff as... Uh... Danny Trejo. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he has, he has a pretty good... The editor's like, is that a rock or is that Danny Trejo? Better put him in just to be safe. <laughs> Give him credit. <laughs> I say that with as much affection as possible. Danny Trejo, you Jenny are... Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo, you are an amazing man, and I, my hat's off to you. I also love Danny Trejo, but... um, Okay. Gross. Um, so you've talked about who directed it, right? <laughs> yeah, I already, yeah. Okay. I already did all that. Really isn't, this is kind of a small movie, so it's I easy to go through. Realize that it was a 2002 movie? Yeah. It is. Like, totes. it's not, I mean, I guess it's 20 years old at this point. I was going to say, it's not that old, but we're <laughs> old as fuck. Oh so. I just turned into a mummy. <laughs> Although, we, in, the, uh, in the Land of the Creeps group on Facebook, somebody... Uh, posted something the other day and I don't even remember what the context was but everybody was picking their favorite something or another and I was like spot the millennial because this one's mine (laughs) (laughs) and everybody else was picking stuff from like the 70s and I felt really young (laughs) alright so uh, I kind of held off this one for a while I think I don't remember doing this but there is a phobia called Bubaphobia? No. <laughs> it's called Hotepophilia. Ew. <laughs> you were actually close, kind of. It's called Necrophobia. And it is different from the fear of death for some reason. 
It's the fear of dead things specifically. Even things that remind you of dead things like tombstones, funerals, hearsts, uh, the Grim Reaper. Any, Did you I just can... put a T in hearse? Hearsts. Plural. <laughs> I think it's hearses. It's mooses, actually. <laughs> Moose eye. Peace. <laughs> I hearsed it. Um, <laughs> so... That's I, my I, new thing. Instead of I seen it, I hearsed it. <laughs> Sorry. So it's just the, it's the general fear of anything that reminds you of a dead thing, but not death itself, which I think is interesting. And I don't. I, I hope that my descriptions of these phobias never come across as me belittling anyone. But I don't really understand how you could figure that out, like how you could realize that you're not afraid of death. You're afraid of things that have already died. So. Well, I mean, you can be consciously aware of the fact that you're not afraid of actually dying you're just you don't really want to be anywhere near a dead body i guess it's just it's interesting that there's a subset i don't know i guess not but yeah so it's like vampires zombies uh tombstones don't bother me like i could sleep in a graveyard probably but um like definitely dead bodies bother me I think, I think the to. smell of a dead body would bother That's, me. Yeah. I don't know that a dead body in and of itself bothers me. I mean, if it was smelling funky fresh and, you know, everything was fine, probably wouldn't bother me that much. But, yeah. Th- you know, like roadkill. That's the only thing I can really compare it to. That's what I see the most often. Okay, yeah, well, that's gross. But like, Fat, I- <laughs> specifically, when fat starts to rot, it is Bad. But my dog sees like a tattered deer carcass that looks like leather stretched over bones, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna eat me some of that and <laughs> roll all over it." Oh, yeah. oh god! Yep. <laughs> so yes, uh, necrophobia is the fear of dead things in general. Not specifically. I think I did curses, fear of curses for the mummy. I was trying to remember what I did for the actual mummy movie. I think that's what I did, or maybe I didn't do anything. I often don't because I'm too lazy. <laughs> so there you go. You know, this would have been a really good one for me to look up lore on things because of all of the, like, Elvis sightings and shit. Oh, God. But... That would be a lot. He's practically like a mummy himself. <laughs> Not physically, but also legendarily. Physically. <laughs> the secrets of Elvis's tomb. Speaking of his prowess. This... Inside is a very old papyrus that has a recipe for peanut butter and banana sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> this movie starts with it eventually ends yes it does it does, it does have a beginning things. and an end and it has a middle too <laughs> the middle's a little disjointed but we'll get there it is you guys are gonna have to keep me on track i don't remember that i don't remember shit about this movie <laughs> i got notes so it starts with some hieroglyphics and i don't remember what they said because i didn't write it down because i didn't take notes because i'm an idiot <laughs> but it starts off some like old school like warning hieroglyphics doesn't it or something along those lines yes it explains that like a prophecy or some it, shit no it, it explains what the term hotep means ah, it's yes. a familiar yes, term yes, for a very right. specific pharaoh and his um i think his lineage and bubba and bubba, and bubba. <laughs> a redneck <laughs> essentially a redneck good old boy <laughs> so we are introduced to Sebastian Half mm-hmm. talking Just about kind of a cool name. A little bit, yeah. Mr. Half. Talking about his pecker <laughs> <laughs> and how he has 
a lesion on it that needs to be like lanced or something. <laughs> and now he can no longer get an erection. Yeah. Just the voiceover, the as crude as it is and as odd and disjointed at times as it is, I fucking love the voiceover. Not just because it's Bruce Campbell, but also because it's Bruce Campbell. But it's just this if you listen to it really closely and kind of try to get into that headspace, it's kind of a, a sort of beautiful metaphor in a really, really gross, wrong way. It's just funny. Kind of. <laughs> it's beautiful in the way that a possum is beautiful. <laughs> uh, sure, I guess. I mean, you think possums are adorable. <laughs> I think the next thing that happens, though, is that his roommate dies. Is that right? He starts coughing and then doesn't stop coughing and then dies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we are to assume, though, that he got bubbled. I don't know. Because it was during the day that it happened. But there was also, like, the Sebastian slash Elvis was in that, like, that fever dream type state that you get into when you've been in bed for too many days like he just like was kind of in and out of consciousness and he would see flashes of people coming in and out of the room Mm -hmm. but i'm pretty sure it was daytime whenever his roommate died but i'm not positive yeah i think it was it was but they did say uh later on they described that it's not a guaranteed thing that you're going to die immediately this thing could have multiple feedings off of you draining Ah. your life force and you could eventually die okay but he sees the nurse coming in and out, and then they they take his roommate. And then <laughs> the little old lady is, like, <laughs> creeping around the hallways oh. that night. <sighs> I, I wrote that I hope she dies. <laughs> what an asshole. I, I told you it's horror movie tropes. You when know somebody what, does something that makes, them, makes us hate them, they're going to die. <laughs> she steals glasses off an old lady that's in an iron lung. Yeah, yeah that dun, dun, the dun, iron dun, lung dun, to me was, like, the scariest fucking part of this movie. <laughs> the fact that there, like, are people were people who who needed those i don't know that i don't, I don't think anybody... there's still a current thing i think they have a different device now to help you breathe i think that um. the last person in an iron lung died like i don't know like between five and ten years ago like it wasn't that long ago yeah and they died and that was like the last of them I am extremely thankful that they didn't have a scene with her in the Iron Lung, not able to get out, and having oh, it just slowly come to that her. That would have been quite appropriate, though. It would have been. Although, I, how's he? Oh, I guess he could have used her mouth. Yeah, any orifice. Any orifice. <laughs> Does there, that mean the nose? He has a preference for one, but. Like, if you keep your mouth shut, if you tape your uh, mouth shut, can it, like, suck it out your nose? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe. <laughs> Technically, your eyes are an orifice, too. I mean, I mean you I got guess. tear ducts. Ears. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. In the ear hole. <laughs> I think you might need one that goes into your soul. Yeah, and which the, I guess your digestive tract goes through it. <laughs> right through. I'm assuming your lungs are somewhere around there too. <laughs> but yeah, she steals the like she comes over and like pets the woman in the iron lung, and the woman in the iron lung's like, oh, this is not nice. And then she takes her glass and she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the saddest fucking it thing. It's really sad. But that happens a lot, actually, like, kleptos in nursing homes. It happens a lot. Like, I remember them talking about one in my grandmother's nursing home, and it wasn't necessarily that... I don't think that the person was intentionally stealing things. I think that they their mind wasn't... They just couldn't help themselves. ...all there. 
But she also steals a, a tin of chocolates. Yes. Yeah. Heads back to her room to and enjoy them. <laughs> Whenever she steals the chocolates, where did yeah. she get those? Uh, was, they were just on a cart. It was outside, outside somebody's, somebody's room. room. But she goes back to her room that's full of creepy ass dolls. Yeah, it's real weird. Which she had it coming. <laughs> makes her equally creepy in my mind. Like as her dolls. That one doll was the stereotypical baby doll that has like the eye half closed and its hair's all a mess and stuff. And I swear to God, they've used the same prop in like any movie ever that had a creepy baby doll. Maybe. I'll tell you, I don't have much to go on here. <laughs> <laughs> so. She she's sitting there eating mm-hmm. all the chocolates like that she stole. Weirdo. Yeah, and like you hear that, and she's like doing the like I don't know, like you know the her face teeth. whenever yeah. And then she stops because in the hallway she hears that. She's not like, are there bugs in the walls? <laughs> Which is like movie logic for I'm about to die, so I'll just give a normal occurrence to this phenomenon. And then there's a scuttle, 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 and there's a giant-ass fucking cockroach. A cockroach. <laughs> this fucking cockroach. It's a cockroach shaped like underwear. It's a it's a crocodile-roach hybrid. Oh, God. That'd be awful. <laughs> I would definitely kill all of them if I could. It climbs up onto her bed underneath of her covers, yeah. and she, like, flails herself out of bed which I would too I'm well she tries to smack it yeah. and it bites her oh yeah she gets a pretty serious wound I thought it would have bitten one of her fingers off I would have liked that better and it like makes it like a cartoon like chomp noise yeah. whenever <laughs> it does it <laughs> well that's the one thing watching this I was like you know there's a lot of elements of Evil Dead in this and I'm surprised that Sam Raimi isn't involved and then I remembered Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi made that movie together so it makes sense that there would be elements of it in this because Bruce Campbell's involved and I this- can't well, yeah, I, he's not he's not one of the producers on it. I was actually really surprised, but I can't imagine Bruce Campbell didn't have at least some input yeah. on, you know, certain things that they did in this. But the cockroach that they use is very clearly a giant Halloween prop. <laughs> yeah, I think it was supposed <laughs> to be a, like a dung beetle. Scarab. They, Scarab, yeah. Yeah. They cut the head off of to put their little weedly head in it. It looked like a praying mantis head. Kind of. Just a heads up. If you ever see a bug that large, no matter what you think it is, it's not normal. Go get help. Because there's probably more and you're probably going to get in trouble if you take it on. That's my advice. Never take my advice. I can't think of a lot of bugs that like actively attack people. Or are that large. I mean, there are some giant centipedes, but they're not like that. Yeah. One of my friends went out and found a bunch of praying mantis nests. I'm going to take a tangent here. Uh... And she has a bunch of, a bunch of praying mantis nests that she's just waiting for the nymphs to hatch out of, which is really creepy and weird, but also super fun. And I'm very excited for her. Uh, so I learned Why a new is she term. waiting for it? Does because, she take these back to her house? Yeah. Is that legal? Yeah. You can actually buy like praying mantis nests. I don't think that's legal in some states. I, mean, I don't have any. Maybe not in Pennsylvania. Shortage of them. Also, imagine how terrifying it would be if you had a pocket full of bugs that you could just be like, you've offended me. Ha! We did have a Christmas tree when I was a kid that we set it all up. And like three days later, there was like, I don't know, 50 baby praying mantises crawling over I've heard of it. that. Yeah. Oh my God. Because we brought it in where it was warm and they hatched. And they so, thought it was you. Luckily, we all like praying mantises, but so still we were of- like, what do we do? Like, it's all fucking winter. They're going to be in here. <laughs> Adult praying mantises are scary as fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a good thing your little aunt was already a ghost. Otherwise, you might have been eaten. 
Hello, Sarah Jackson. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she takes her cane and, like, beats the shit out of this scarab underneath the blanket. And then she lifts the blanket up and the scarab's all like, yeah, here's my praying mantis head. <laughs> and then she looks up and there's Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Doing his thing in the shadows. He's scary looking. He is pretty creepy. They did a great job with the effects on him. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit thrown together in the sense that I don't know what the fuck they were going for. <laughs> he's got like he's got like uh the the flaming racing stripe type thing going on. He's wearing like an old racing jacket. I think it's like he stole like a this biker shit jacket yeah. from the the people who stole him. Like I think he stole their clothes. I think so too. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I don't know why he cares about propriety like or, or not propriety. What was it? Yeah, propriety. What's the first thing you would do if you woke up after thousands of years being naked? You probably go looking for clothes. Well, if you were an Egyptian, you might not. They wore some clothes. Um, if I was immortal, I don't think I'd give a shit. <laughs> I would look down and go, oh, it's pretty much gone. Especially if you were important enough to be mummified, you'd yeah. probably be looking for like a giant golden thing for your head. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, okay, I rescind my statement. So somehow she gets out of her room and she gets to Sebastian's room and she's on the floor doing that thing where she's like reaching her arms around the door yeah. and he Help like me. kind of comes to <laughs> no. a little bit. And she's like flashing in and out of his consciousness and then, help me. And then she's sucked out of the... Bye, bitch. Yeah. Like somebody turned on the vacuum. And then... Evil old lady vacuum. Mm-hmm. They flash to the next morning and the, the hearse drivers come and take her away. <laughs> and How many is it? At least three they take away in the whole movie. Yeah. That's the second one. Yeah. Was she the one that they dumped onto the... I think so. <laughs> oh no, that no, was no, Kimasabi. No. Yeah, yeah. It was. So he wakes up the next morning to Sebastian wakes up the next morning to his roommate uh Bull was his roommate Bull. He wakes up to Bull's daughter emptying out his drawer and throwing away yeah. all of his pictures and his purple heart. She throws away his fucking purple heart. It doesn't matter who you are. You should know that a purple heart is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Especially living in Texas. Like, oh, yeah. just, I feel like those people have a lot of patriotism and to throw away something yeah. that, like, sacred, I guess, is just not a nice thing. No. So Elvis asks her for one of the pictures and then his purple heart, if he can and, keep it. And his tin of chocolates. His tin of chocolates. <laughs> uh, I, uh, is it before or after this they explain why he's there? It's they, after. after. Okay. Whenever he asks for them, she turns around and picks them up out of the the trash can. And he starts talking about how he can see up her skirt into her love nest. Her love nest. Bird's eye view, her love nest. <laughs> I, I love... Such a dirty old man. But he's talking about how sad it is because she doesn't even register him as being like... Right. A sexual Sexually threat. interested in yeah. her ass. Yeah. So. She didn't do it. She didn't try to do it. She didn't try not to do it. She just didn't care. <laughs> And he I, had I like as his, much threat as a what? what a house cat. Sneaking a house a peek. cat. Yeah. House I just. Cat? Yeah. He said she. Oh, she wouldn't have cared as much. Right. If she cared about as much as a house cat sneaking a peek. But I love his innuendos for his dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt my dick flutter and then fall back down like a pigeon had a heart attack. <laughs> but at least these days a flutter is still a good sign. Like, I'd like to think. I haven't had a. What is he? A boner in two presidencies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to think that he made those up 
improv style while he was reading the script. That would like, be cool. <laughs> <Very possible. laughs> oh, man. So then that's when uh, the nurse comes in and she refers, she's like, it's time for whatever, Mr. Half. And he was like, that's not my name. And then that's when they go into the flashback of how he came to be supposedly Elvis in this nursing home. I choose to believe he is Elvis. <laughs> I, I believe he is too. I think that he's a very solid explanation for what happened. And I think John F. Kennedy was there too. I do. So here's where <laughs> <laughs> I wished that I was watching a different movie because I would have watched the shit out of a movie of him narrating him being Sebastian being Elvis. Like a oh whole God. movie. Like, like three layers of separation there. Yeah. I would have watched a whole movie about that. Like you starting did. Well, I mean, but <laughs> like <laughs> just did. that, like how he okay. started, how he got to that point. Okay. Like flashbacks. I would have watched a flashback so movie. So a somewhat biographical a biopic about Elvis Presley, but also they threw in this fun twist about him being a impersonator who is actually yeah. Elvis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would and, and that's so Who you also fights vampires. Have talked to me about this movie a couple of times. I, I swear I guess I just talked to you about it enough that eventually we cycled through the entire movie in all the times we've talked about it. So I thought we watched it, but I guess I just told you every little bit of the movie. Literally, the only bits of information that I retained was a man in a nursing home that believes that he was Elvis Presley is best friends with a black man that thinks that he's JFK. Those were the only two pieces of information mm-hmm. that I retained about the movie. So whenever you said watching this as a horror movie, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the parts with Bubba Hotep were scary. They were. <laughs> I wish I would I do wish in hindsight there were more mummy stuff, but Yeah. Yeah, some of the slapstick could have been toned down a little bit for me. But <laughs> I don't know. Like I just like was surprised, I guess. <laughs> and for some reason and this is gonna sound really stupid too, because I didn't understand that it was a movie about a mummy, I thought that the name of the Elvis impersonator was Bubba Hotep. Mm. And there was a whole lot of confusion going on for me throughout all of this. Mm. You wrote your own weird sub story <laughs> and then took it as canon. <sighs> so, so anyway, he's telling them about how he was is Elvis Presley and just just got tired of it. Got tired of the fame, got tired of the money, got tired of the drugs and hooked on drugs, got tired of it. Mm hmm. And he, he just wanted to live a normal life. So he went up to, I forget where he As says. An <laughs> As an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Um, so he went up to like Alcidinio Al, Al or something. I don't remember the name. doesn't matter. No one's doing the math. Name is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes up to this this town to find the greatest Elvis impersonator of them all. Sebastian Hayes. And I Sebastian love. I love that mystical thing where all he does is stand in the doorway and Sebastian just goes to take a piece of pie and just drops the fork because he knows <laughs> it's the king. Love it. I feel his presence. He's here. Now, do you two know what I'm going to say about this part? You should. After all those movies that we've watched. What movies? Which ones? Well, specifically Mama. And then... Uh, Legend, which we haven't watched for this, but I had the same thoughts on. Okay. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I was looking at the Elvis impersonator going, wow, he looks a lot like Bruce Campbell. Like they found oh. somebody who really looks like him. Okay. Damn it. It's him. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Wait. Those were both Bruce Campbell? I th- I have to look now. Um, I don't know for sure that it... Uh, maybe... See, I was looking at it too, wondering if the impersonator was someone else, like an actual Elvis impersonator, that they just had really big glasses on to obscure more of his face. But I... It might have been. It might have just been that he... They his... definitely had a pillow under his shirt for, like, oh, yeah. the older version of him. Yeah. But if it was both Bruce Campbell, then they put a pillow under his shirt to play the real Elvis. And because the, the original Sebastian Half was thinner than the guy who got out of the car. Yeah. That's true. And then he comes out and they say... uh what do you think, Chief or King? I guess they call him King. King. And he he wipes the, the pie king. off his face and licks it and says, "Just not a freak." <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to open his own door, and his friends like, bop, 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 bop. "I got it. <laughs> I got it, King. I got you." Um, <sighs> come on, IMDb. Seriously, <laughs> let's take a little longer. Why don't we? Well, while you're looking that up, the idea is that Elvis wrote a contract with this impersonator, Sebastian Hoff, and. In the contract, it said that he could switch back anytime he wanted to, but everything that he owned would belong to him, would belong to Sebastian Hoff. And half. He, half. And he would get enough money, <laughs> half of everything he owned, sorry. And he immediately... <laughs> oh, sure. He immediately... Uh, so he goes to... He buys himself a, a trailer. Yeah, pause and, for a second. I don't think he bought it. I think that that belonged to Sebastian. Yeah, I think that was his house. Oh, okay. His house. <gasps> this I is think... my trailer! <laughs> I think that Sebastian used that for touring purposes. Oh, uh, okay. He says, uh... Oh <laughs> he could have switched back, but he lost his in a barbecue accident. Yeah. <laughs> and he sets the whole trailer park ablaze. <laughs> like, he explodes every trailer. It doesn't just burn down his trailer. It, like, blows up, like, five different trailers. <laughs> like, I think they all I mean, had... they all, all... A lot of them run on propane, but still. Yeah. And he says something like, well, ain't that a thing? Or something like that. Like, it's something real vague. <laughs> it's really quiet, but you hear him go, you see that? It just went up like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said. It just, it just went up like that. It just went up like that. Just <laughs> talking to his trailer hose yeah. <laughs> having a beer yeah and <laughs> it's not a bad life no well, I, nice. I mean honestly like if you got sick and tired of the fame and fortune that would and god and thing. if i can complain about modern actors and actresses it really pisses me off they're like i wish i could go somewhere where people don't recognize me well then you shouldn't have been a fucking movie star should you have <laughs> should you have <sighs> jesus Charlie Chaplin. You make $20 million a year and all you do is bitch about how famous you are. Go fuck yourself. I mean, you could just... <laughs> that would actually be a really clever way to hide your identity is just tell people that you're an impersonator. <laughs> I mean, it would be really, really clever. They'd be like, oh, it's just that one that's an impersonator. <laughs> um, they did... Um, I'm going to use up another one of my tangents here. They On MTV, they used to have a uh, True Life series... And one of the episodes was True Life, I'm an Impersonator, and they had a an Anna Nicole Smith impersonator on there. 
And they literally just get paid by the PR people. There's a cup like a couple of celebrities who pay them to go out and do sightings occasionally so that like the actual actors and actresses don't have to do it. They just get paid PR shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, that's not a bad idea. No, not at all. I anyway. think John Bon Jovi wears disguises when he goes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he loses his contract and in a fire. But at worst, is Sebastian dies. <laughs> yeah, but god damn, if that soundtrack isn't just awesome, it pulls me in every time. Even though it's just like four chords. And they just played over and over again. I I was I thought that too. I don't know what tune that is. If it's an Elvis song that they like, made kind of like sad and melancholy or what. But like that tune really does get to me too. Yeah, down down down. Like you just hear it ringing. You're like, oh man. Like and he's driving across the highway and he's talking about how he enjoyed this simpler life and you just, it's just nice. And then he says that he was uh, one of his last shows. His last show. He was on stage and he went to do a he kick. Gyrating. Yeah, gyrating. Doing my thing. Um, taking care of business. Take, yeah, that's right. Taking care of business. And as he went to PCB kick, man. His, uh, his hip gave out and then he fell off stage and uh, fractured his hip. It gave out even more. Fractured ass. <laughs> he got an infection and ended up in a coma and then that's how he ended up in the home. Yeah. And of course, nobody believes that he's actually Elvis. No. Of course. And he spends a lot of time lamenting about how... if. If Priscilla knew I was here, would she come? And like, I like when he snaps at the nurses and stuff. They're like, <laughs> Mr. Presley. And he's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> what do I care? I got to go with my pecker. <laughs> that, that line comes at a really weird time. Because he talks about... Well, I, I, we'll get there, I guess. Um, can you bring up IMDb for me so I'm I can... working on it right now. Or is it being stupid, too? Uh, uh, no, you, you're probably not connected to our internet. That's probably the problem. I'm trying to find the cast, the full cast. I did like when at some other point, it's, this is in the future, but the nurse comes out and she's like, it's time for that thing, Mr. Presley. Yeah. And he just like goes off on her. He's like, you talk to me down like I'm, like I'm a baby. I'll wrap this walker around your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just says that he played Elvis Presley and, and Sebastian, Sebastian Hass. So yeah. I'm assuming he was both. He was yeah. both. But I think they Which had... took me a little bit to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> it took us a little bit to figure out if you were right or not or wrong. I what? usually say things that you can't prove that I'm wrong, so. <laughs> so later that night. The water he... that we think was on Mars is actually Mercury. Prove me wrong. <laughs> What's 12 plus 12? It's at least 20. <laughs> <laughs> so. Later that night, he's in the. Uh, the dining hall, right? Is that that night? Uh, no, he's no. in his bed. Yeah. Is this when he gets attacked by the buggle? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he's just, in his bed. Did you say it's the just butthole? Buggle. Okay. I said, I, sorry, I call him buggles yeah, sometimes. That, okay. Because I think it's cute. Biddly-dly. So this one's more like scuttle, scuttle, scuttle. I would have loved if he looked down and been like, what the hell is that? And just like, it's just me. You dropped some crumbs down here. She could take one. Can I have one of those chocolates? (laughs) 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 He wakes up because he has to pee. And he goes, I'm not doing this. I'm going to make it this time. I'm not using the bedpan. No more pissing and shit in the bed. And he gets up and uses his walker, goes to the bathroom and starts to come back out because he turned the heat on because he was cold. And 
He's just one of those really dangerous old heaters. Yeah, yeah. it's like like a metal coil with like a reflective dome. Yeah. yeah. With like a simple cage in front of it. And while he's peeing, he hears <laughs> a crash and it's his chocolates on the floor. And my initial thought about that was like, oh, his chocolate's going to melt. <laughs> <laughs> I actually looked at that when he came back. I thought, oh, they are melting in front of that heater. <laughs> Priorities. He gets, he gets so few joys, and those chocolates are one of them, okay? That's fair. He's had enough joy to last him a lifetime. <laughs> but. <laughs> that's, not, that's not true. Everybody should have happiness forever. <laughs> so. He comes out and hears the scuttling around, and he he calls it a a bitch big cockroach. Yeah, a bitch big. That's a that's a bitch big cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me, my grandmother once referred to an icicle as a bitchin' big icicle. <laughs> <laughs> and it was adorable. That's a '60s slam. <laughs> uh. But he starts fighting with it. <laughs> Quite literally. He grabs, uh, yeah, I guess it upsets his TV tray or whatever with food on it. And there's like a, like an old fashioned ass steak knife on there. Yeah. It's like a knife with, that's like split into two. One of the prongs. prong forks. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. Well, I guess before that he bedpans it. Yeah. <laughs> he scoops it to the wall and then he like lifts it up slowly and doesn't see it on the wall and doesn't see it on the wall anymore. I moved all the way away from my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't see it on the wall anymore. And I'm like, because I have caught enough spiders that way to know that you never lift it off the wall. You simply stay you there. You have to like dump gasoline in it and burn it. <laughs> You just stay there forever with your hand on the cup held to the wall, and you both die there. I yell for you so that you can come, like, bring me a piece of paper or something. And I walk by and go, eh, that's cool. See you later. <laughs> and I start sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> just get a drill and just, like, drill the pen in your wall. A nail gun. Uh, I made a huge mistake of trying to kill a centipede, my favorite bug, as you both know, with a flip-flop. <laughs> and I went like that. And I was like, and I turned the flip flop over and I didn't see it. And then what do I feel in the back of my hand, but a hundred little fucking legs. And I'm, I think I went like, <laughs> and like freaked out and ran. And <laughs> I did end up killing it, but I hate centipedes. I mean, I fucking hate them. The worst uh, thing in the world is whenever there's a bug in the room and you find something to kill it. But by the time you found something, it disappears. <laughs> And, yeah. like, you can't find it anymore. That is the worst feeling. Yeah. It's like any horror movie. And then that you happened, move. That happened with a snake in my house one time. I woke up to my cat playing with what I thought was a string. And it turned out to be this little itty-bitty teeny tiny baby snake. And Aww. I was like, ugh. And, like, <laughs> ran out into the living room. And I was like, mom, there's a snake in my room. <laughs> It disappeared. I never found it. I never slept again. It's fine. <laughs> That's basically what you do as an adult. You just go through enough horrible things you don't sleep again. <laughs> okay, pause for a second. Finally, somehow, stabs the thing. He gets his steak fork and stabs it and then jams it into the... Which is actually pretty dangerous to him, too. Because it would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it makes that. It makes it... And he's going... Because he's getting electrocuted as well. 
but they don't really touch on that ever. You're putting a lot of faith in the wooden handle of that fork yeah. to <laughs> insulate you from the electric element. Also, I don't know if anyone here has ever been in the presence of something organic that's burning, but it but, smells ugh. awful, and that thing would smell disgusting. It does turn out I'm in the very small percentile of people who can't smell stink bugs. Interesting. Oh. People always go, they stink so bad. I'm like, what the hell is everyone talking about? Like, they, I know they call them stink bugs, but I never smelled one. I, that's why. I've never noticed that they smell that bad either. Like, I, I don't. Uh, it's not a bad smell. I think it smells like bleach, personally. I thought that it, like, occasionally I get a hint of, like, a, a an earth or dirt yeah. smell whenever they're around. But that's the extent of it. Like, I don't smell. I don't even get that. Here's one of my tangents. <laughs> I knew someone who, as they were on their way to work, they had a bowl of nuts next to their... Like, oh, no. Counter. End of story. <laughs> My tangent is back on again. <laughs> tangent restored. Uh, Shall so, we finish it for you? He reached into the bowl No, 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 no. Why? Bug. Why would you do that? <laughs> they had to go to the hospital because apparently they make they can make your uh, um, like mouth go numb to the point that you can actually like stop swallowing and choke. <laughs> oh, wow. So you had to go to the hospital. I imagine I know there's a reason I always look before I eat stuff. Yeah. Or I make coffee. I always look in the fucking cup because you never. I found stink bugs, spiders in my coffee cup. Arachnophobia. Where are you making coffee? In my coffee pot. (laughs) In the basement of my dungeon. Come on. Um, So I actually have a theory that when he stuck his fork into the the heater, that that's the electricity was what jump started his penis again. Uh, (laughs) Okay. It could be. (laughs) (laughs) So he then goes down to see Jack. Oh, he and Jack had talked in the yard earlier in the day, and you got kind of the exposition that um, he believed that he was JFK, that after he had been shot, they took him to a hospital and removed parts of his brain and then dyed him black, and that's why he was now (laughs) a black man. And dyed him black. (laughs) And replaced those parts of his brain with a small bag of sand. (laughs) Well, then, yeah, he goes to his room to... To talk to him, and he's on the floor. He almost got bubbled, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and he sees there is a little scar right in the bottom the of, his of his head. Neck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he even says, they draw attention to him. He's like, what in the Sam hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Bitching big scar. <laughs> and I love the fact that at first you you, you think, oh, these, these things are ridiculous. They're not those people. And then you start to question that by the end. You're like, is that this kind of movie? <laughs> I choose to believe it is. Because you had those two, and then you had Kimasabi, and then who else uh, thought they were something? One of the women thought they were somebody, and I can't remember who. Oh, you're right. I don't remember now either. Yeah. They're, they're an ancillary part. It's only a few seconds. Um, but while they're, he, like, he finds him face down on the floor, and he's like, Jack, Jack, and he's like shaking him, and he's like, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> and then Jack's like, huh? And lifts his head. And the, the nurses and the administrators come in and they start asking questions. And he's like, yeah, I heard like scuttling. <laughs> I know there's at least one nurse and the administrator that are there 24 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they are. I don't know. But yeah, it there. seems like it. <clears throat> and this is where we get to that line that I was saying about earlier, where the doctor's asking, or the, the administrator's asking questions. You heard a scuttling sound? And, you know, why did you come in here? Like, what, what were you doing in the halls? And he's like, there's a, a big cockroach. And he says something about how we'll get the exterminator out. He's like, what do I care? I got a growth in my pecker. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
such a weird thing to say, but it's so perfect for the moment. And I want to, like, I wish that I had the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I wish I had no concern about social normities because I would say that to people. <laughs> do you want your change? What do I care? I got to grow with my pecker. <laughs> you can start saying that now. There's no reason you can't. <laughs> You could just say any wild thing about yourself that you want to. That, that should be our litmus test for if people listen to this podcast, like while you're out in public, you'll you'll say that, and then people will be like, oh, "You're that guy." <laughs> we only have like three listeners, so don't do that. <laughs> Hi, Kelly, Teresa, and Angela. <laughs> do you have a growth on your pecker? <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> so the next day he's having flashes of things then all of a sudden the nurse comes in and she's like it's time for us to do that thing Mr. Half and Mr. Half <laughs> she has hydrocortisone ointment that she's supposed to rub onto the growth and oh right right, right. <laughs> I remember this it yeah. does not take that much rubbing <laughs> Just saying. He starts like disassociating and thinking of all the shit that's happened over the last like 24 hours. And then she goes, Mr. Half. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets all proud of himself because he managed to obtain an erection for the first time in two decades. (laughs) He starts getting his confidence back. You should be ashamed. (laughs) She says, Take a shower. (laughs) He's like, I'll take one if you get him with me. I okay I worked in a truck stop for a while and that was bad enough I would not be able to work with old men who literally have zero filter left because I get so awkward I would just be like (laughs) and they smell weakness (laughs) well everywhere I go from now and I'm just gonna say penis when I get there so Can I have a number five with fries? You want anything else? Penis. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Uh, so she, they go through that and um, he says, <laughs> what does he say about it? Uh, he says about how magnificent it is, but I, there's something he said about it that I thought was really funny and I can't remember now. Oh, I guess you you mentioned it earlier. He says it's been too two presidential elections since he had a boner like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So that, no, not that day. Yes, um, that day. Not that day. Not that's that when day. this movie took a turn for me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he goes to dinner that night. Right. Yes, that's the night where he goes yeah. and gets his disgusting ham spread sandwich thing. It was bologna with like oh. no cheese, no mayonnaise, just bread and bologna. It looked like Play-Doh. And green beans. Yeah. It was so disgusting. It was like perfectly proportioned, just a square block of matter. And that's where we meet Kimasabi, who's pew-pewing has with his, his guns. And he says... He thinks he's the Lone Ranger, I think. Something. Yeah, he says, get my boots, I think. There's a snake in my boots. <laughs> he says about how he saw something down by the oh, river. Down by the bridge. Asshole. <laughs> and <laughs> saw um, something by the river. Asshole. And it, it 
there were parts of this movie that were really, really, I mean, there were a lot of parts of this movie that were really depressing. Yeah. But the one thing that really hit was when uh, Elvis was like, Kimasabi used to be my friend, but now he doesn't even know who I am anymore. Mm. And like, that was so sad. Yeah, this movie does kind of hit in the feels if you know anyone or have known or <laughs> suffered through anyone having uh, a mental illness like Alzheimer's. Um, it is a little bit rough. Yeah. I have not, as far as I can remember. But it is. Everyone <laughs> in my family lives to be ancient and like. Sharp. <laughs> an asshole until they die. <laughs> asshole. <laughs> they just live out of spite. <laughs> Jack tells him that he wants to, wants to show him something, and he wants to show him oh, the, right. the hieroglyphics on the stall of the guest right. bathroom. The shithouse. And he's like, he said something about how he came down to use that one because he didn't think that he would make it to his own in his room They or hadn't something. cleaned it yet. Oh, they hadn't cleaned it yet. And he goes in, and he saw hieroglyphics, and he translated them, and it was something really stupid that he translated it to, and he was like, <laughs> roughly. <laughs> yeah, I forget what the first line is. The second line is Cleopatra does the nasty. Yeah. <laughs> but I came over the first line. Something ridiculous and equally dumb. <laughs> like, well, that's the best that I could do with my research. So Bubba Hotep sucks out souls and then writes graffiti on the shithouse wall? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I assume he passes the soul waste like anybody else passes anything. <laughs> He has a book called like the the man and woman's everyday guide to the soul or something like Mark, that. Mark Webb or David Webb. David Webb. David Webb. Because I remember thinking that's that's the name of um, uh, Jason Bourne. It is. <laughs> and he's reading through this thing about different soul sucking entities. Yeah. And he's like, from the best that I can figure, <laughs> we got ourselves a mummy and um. Then he, uh, Bubba, nope, not Bubba, Jack, Jesus Christ, Jack was like, do do you want, like, one of these kinds of snacks that I have in my drawer? And he was like, oh yeah, ding dong. He's like, you got ding dongs? He's like, not my ding dong, but a ding dong. (laughs) (laughs) Not my ding dong, a chocolate one. Well, I suppose now mine would be. the drawer and he goes let's get decadent yeah <laughs> and that's my new favorite line for i want dessert the way that he he delivers lines are amazing because mean he's asking he's like you got ding dongs he's like and uh something else and babe, babe ruth's, ruth's and yeah he's like, oh, i'll take a babe ruth and like, let's get decadent <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great they're sitting there talking about it and then all of a sudden down the hallway they hear the scuttling and he walks over and pokes his head out the door and he sees Bubba Hotep walking down with like flares of light sticking out behind him well just before that as they're having this conversation they cut to Kimasabi in his room and his roommate is being Uh, Bubba and he's he's very slowly and very confidently pulls out his toy guns from where he keeps them under his pillow and just starts going asshole and like shooting him (laughs) with his guns and it stops Bubba well and before that too uh, Jack had mentioned about how the the demon just or the mummy just needed access to a bodily orifice and how (laughs) it had its lips to his asshole (laughs) and it was trying to suck his soul out (laughs) and how they they need to eat more frequently if they're only eating small souls, which is what the souls of the people in this place would be because they've been like 
trapped in there and degraded Humanity's so gone. much. Yeah. Well, I'm. I think he said because they have little life left. So the idea is that you know the the soul only having a few more years isn't going to last very long as a parent. I didn't think that it was because of the amount of time that they had left. I thought that it was because they just weren't living. Like there oh, wasn't I mean, I guess it was both. spark in their, their souls anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't really make sense. Souls are supposed to be an eternal thing, so it doesn't really make sense for them to have a lifespan like that. But It's more um, the soul suit that has <clears throat> a lifespan. Soul spoot. Soul spoot? <laughs> I got my soul spoot. Soul spoot. <laughs> I was trying to say that soul suit would be an awesome band name. <laughs> Sounds like an alternative Christian man, actually. Soul suit. <laughs> but he, uh, Bubba Hotep starts walking down the the hallway, and when he reaches Jack's room, he turns to look at Elvis, Sebastian. Yeah. And Sebastian has all these weird flashes go through his head of how the mummy got there get to see some egyptian boobies yes you do you do Woo, i Two forgot boobs. about that it's about as weird it's as... better than none <laughs> <laughs> Two boobs specifically Two boobs. <laughs> just, just both boobs um it's it's as weird as and unexpected and also as unexplained as the vision from mama like why did he show him that why did he see that <laughs> ghosts just want to be understood man they also don't want you to know their name, but they'll tell you their name. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit Those of a secret. Those are demons. <laughs> All right, you're right, I suppose. What is a mummy? What is that classified as? It's not a demon. It's Supernatural. Not a ghost. Is it a zombie? It's its own kind it's of It's more of a zombie than anything else, I think. Or is it more of a ghoul? Ghouls have more intelligence than zombies do. Uh, it's somewhere in between, because it's not as dumb as a zo- uh, zombie, but it's not as intelligent as a ghoul. It's got some weird thing. It's got a fall. I don't know. It's a I don't subset. know. Emotep was pretty damn smart in uh, the he mummy. He was ten times better dead than he was alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want whatever curse that is. <laughs> if I ever awaken from it, I'll be invincible and unstoppable yeah that's quite a curse you got there buddy yeah bring plagues down on people <laughs> but it would be locusts all the time every day locusts. i still don't get that curse <laughs> why would you do it why uh just well we just want to torment him for a few thousand years before he wakes up anyway and then he takes it out on the world so um Kimasabi is walking behind him with his little fake guns going Assholes. Click, 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 click. Yeah. They're shooting the little cap rolls. Yeah. You guys remember those? I do. Yeah. That used to be like a big thing back in the day. The first one I ever shot, I was scared because I was afraid that it might hurt me. So I was just kind of squeezing the trigger and it went pop. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. <laughs> so then he collapses of a heart attack. Yes. And a ruptured the mummy heart just phases on through the door and leaves. Yep. And this is where, I, I mean, it really is probably the best death anybody could ask for, but um, Elvis is looking at Kimasabi and he's like, you know, he went out guns blazing. Yeah. Soul intact. Yeah. I'm like, that's, nobody could ask for anything better than that. Like, <laughs> I mean, in that, in that fantasy, in that instance, he was his hero. I'm like, yeah. And then we have the weird slapstick with the two uh, 
morticians or I don't know what they are that transporting the first idiots. <laughs> I found that to be kind of just not funny. Uh, the slapstick of that just it really didn't land for me. Like this movie's already cheesy, but that was just a different level that just didn't really work for me. I'm sorry. They were walking out and the dude tripped over the siding of the porch and they dropped Kimasabi's body hmm. in the bushes. And then picked up the body bag, left the stretcher, and then hurried the fuck on out of there. And whenever they dropped the body, like, I didn't think that was funny. I was just like, <gasps> It's kind of mortifying. Like, yeah. I just, like, can't even imagine. There's the Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine. My... <laughs> but then, Bubba, not, oh my god, in my brain... His name is Bubba Hotep. Like, Sebastian Half's name is Bubba Hotep because Elvis I made this Hotep. whole headcanon. Bubba Presley. Anyway. Was Elvis ever known as Bubba? I think it's because of that whole thing with uh, that vampire series that I read where there was the vampire that the mortician had turned that was Elvis that they called Bubba. Uh, I thought it was a term that he used a lot. Hey, Bubba. Like that kind of a thing? Yeah, I think he did too. I think it was, because I think that's why they described it in the beginning. I think it's just one of those aphorisms, or, or not, af- colloquialisms. Um, colloquialisms. Catoptrophobia. Mm-hmm. But he he's standing <clears throat> out in the yard, and ah, yes. he's lamenting over the fact that this thing is coming in and killing people. and Holding a flower. Yeah. Yeah, he picked. Whatever I think Some, they were like little daisies. daisies. Yeah. yeah, I think I like think we're supposed daisies. to we're supposed to infer that this is the first time that he's been outside in a while. He's and like living a little bit more. Yeah, the nurse comes out. Nurse Pratchett, and <laughs> she she's like, "Come on, Mister Half, it's time to do that thing." And he's like not listening. She's like, "Mister Presley," and like starts calling him by the name that he prefers to go by. And then he just turns around and chews her all the fuck out. She says about putting a coat on, too. She's like, you can't stay out here too long. Like, you're going to have to put a coat on. And she is, I I get it. It's her job. And sometimes it is required. But she is treating him like a child. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, he turns around. Well, that's when he says, next time you talk to me like a baby, I'll wrap this walk around your head. Yeah. And she doesn't respond. She just holds her hand to her chest and looks wide-eyed and just walks away. Yeah, he's like, I'll take care of it myself. And like... Yeah. I'll, I'll lube my own crankshaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> and... That was the last we saw of her. Uh, no. Technically... Um, yeah, the, it was the night before that okay. we saw her outside, yeah. before uh, Kimasabi got it, but... Yeah, because uh, the, the director and her having a conversation where she's looking out at the utility shed and there's like electricity arcing which is not something you wanted like the lights are going yeah and i think they need to replace that light in there (laughs) yeah and he's like that's maintenance's problem Uh, what so-and-so needs to go and have her enema and oh um, god yeah yeah. so she goes to do that and we pan over and it's bubba but anyway sorry was there a body in that shed okay definitely there was which that would not be as easily explained. No, you would have to kind of do some some investigating it and some explanation as to why your groundskeeper was found dead in his maintenance shed. Yes. So <laughs> after she goes back inside, he actually goes down to the river. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sebastian does. Elvis does. 
because he he had visions of the bus that stole Imhotep, yeah, and yeah. crashed off the bridge. And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna have me a look and see." And he starts down this really steep hill with his walker. <laughs> And I know that, like, Bruce Campbell was obviously, whenever he filmed this movie, an able-bodied human being. He didn't actually need the walker, but it I gave was me still so much him. anxiety. <laughs> He's, like, rolling down that hill. Yeah, like, his feet were just sliding down the grass. <laughs> like, he wasn't even picking his I'd feet up. I'd love to know how many takes that took them. And I I, I would want to believe that they got on the first take, because his fear looks genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ash vs. the Evil Dead came... 13 years later and he's running around swinging chainsaws yeah. around and <laughs> he also looked way too fucking tall for that walker like they needed to adjust its height or something I don't uh, know well that's the other thing in the beginning of the movie I think he's a little bit more hunched over and maybe that's just a coincidence or maybe that maybe that was my uh, I think it was on purpose but I, I think in the beginning he was more hunched over and it looked more uh, like it, it looked like it fit him better and then towards the middle and end of the movie when he starts you know living more and, and getting more invigorated that's when he starts standing taller and it looks more um, you know disproportionate to his size his face looked older too in the beginning yeah I think I think the, as the story goes he's like getting strong like he's living again yeah, yeah. And unbending a little and, and that's kind of where not quite what I was saying earlier but that's kind of where he says the reason that he got a hard on is because he realized what was different is that he started thinking about something he was actually interested in. Yeah. A time when he was happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he, you know, but he goes down to the river and he sees the bus license plate in the water. And then he goes back up to talk to Jack and essentially tells him that he's like, not going to take it lying down Yeah, basically. And, or no, he goes in to lay down and then Jack comes into his room and he's like, I'm going to, um, sleep now because I've never seen this thing during the day so I'm going to sleep now and then I'm going to wake up later and drink a bunch of coffee <laughs> and basically just try to stay alive because he felt like there was nothing he could do and then he uh, Sebastian goes to Jack and he's like no like we're not we're not dying we're not doing this like we're going to kill this fucking thing we're going to kill us a mummy <laughs> and so they come up with a plan <laughs> Oh, Jack had also done some research and oh, found yes. that the mummy had been stolen from an Egyptian exhibit that had been touring the country and was never seen again because they went over. They didn't know this, but it was a storm that night. One of the worst storms that Texas had ever seen. When you steal a work of art, like the Mona Lisa, I would agree with that. I would think... I think that they do that now. I think that there's kind of like a like like white colonizers aren't allowed to just come in and take shit anymore like i think that, that we aren't the only people that ever took shit <laughs> but um we took a lot of it but we uh, took a shit ton of it <laughs> but uh, i don't know where to draw the line like that's somebody's grave it is and the the, the question is pertinent how long is that uh sanct sanctimonious nope Sanka, sanctified, sanctified. What's the just noun? Sanctity. Sanctum sanctorum. Sanka. Sacred. Ah, <laughs> is was, the word. I was letting you get it yourself. I was like, he means sacred. <laughs> How long? But is... watching watching you struggle for it was a lot more fun than saying it. <laughs> Can't get enough How of that long, fancy feast. 
is that grave sacred? I do think that that ancient civilizations are important to study. I do. I absolutely think that. And I think that the only way that we can do that, for especially for civilizations that didn't have a written language, is to dig them up. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that it's important. Well, I mean, Egyptians have a, a rather accurate historical record, but they didn't write a lot of shit down. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway. Ancient history does, it does interest me. Um, but going on to what you were saying, Kitty, about the tourism, um, I do believe that when a government loans things to other governments, they get to receive some of the revenue that they that get a government, commission. right, that that government gets from those, that makes sense. those exhibits. I learned that from a book called, uh, I don't actually remember what it was called now. It's the Pendergast <laughs> series, uh, unofficially called the Pendergast series. Reliquary might be the book. No. Relic? No, no, no. Relic was the first. Reliquary was the second. What'd you say? Reliquary. I thought it was Reliquary. I thought it was Reliquary as well. Whatever it is. Reliquily. Whatever query of I don't remember what the third one was, though. (laughs) The third one was when they find all those bones in the basement of that building from... Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um... I don't remember which book Cabinets it is. of Curiosities were not famous for having actual artifacts. No, they were usually like, <laughs> come and look at this animal that fell in tar and I can now call it whatever I want. <laughs> um. So, anyway, um, they make a plan. Yes. And were you going to say something about... Did you say what you needed to say? You started saying something about mm. what you knew about them transporting like works of art and oh, things like that. yeah, I did have a point to all this. <laughs> you derailed yourself. They I derailed stole him. a mummy. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, stealing a famous piece of art, unless you're super well connected, where are you going to sell it? <laughs> who's going to pay you for it? It'd have to be somebody super rich who's just going to pay you 30 million for it and like nobody can ever know that they have it. It happens in crime shows a lot. And like <laughs> so, I don't think that it actually obviously happens. Well, my point is a mummy would be a thousand times harder to sell than a stolen <laughs> painting. A, it's somebody's corpse. <laughs> B, Who's going to buy it, <laughs> you know? And display it in their home. Oh, like, which mummy is that? Oh, well, it's uh, not the one that was stolen. <laughs> it's a replica. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, you can pretend that what you have is like a, a print or whatever, but like... But that's you, not the point of having it. You know, you know in your soul, I got the real fucking thing. Like, I don't know. But, but you're going to want to tell people, that's the real one. <laughs> I would want to tell people other people are better at keeping secrets than I am. <laughs> so they actually, I I agree 100%, but they actually think of that and there's one line in the movie where they get around that issue. He says, when he comes back after doing his research with when his daughter took him, or his granddaughter. Nephew? I think he's his granddaughter. His grandnephew? Yes. Um, daughter? His daughteress. Um, <laughs> took him to the library and he was able to do some research he found that these people stole the mummy while it was on tour uh, as part of an exhibit because they wanted to <laughs> ransom it back to the uh, um uh museum so they thought they could get a ransom for it and then 
encounter the worst storm in texas history that came up out of nowhere <laughs> and then they ran off a bridge but no one fucking saw that and thought that maybe they should check the other side of the bridge for a bus or a car and where was the bridge torn all to hell where it went through the guardrail yeah i don't understand how they could look at that and be like well probably just the wind <laughs> well it said that the bridge was out there like when in the flashes like there was a sign that said bridge out ahead mm. and they went over the bridge that was out I mean, it looked like the bridge was just It looked being like it was in, intact, but it was out, okay. according to the signs. Don't look at that. It's, it was, it's actually out. That's it fine. was out to lunch. <laughs> so. Yes. They're having this conversation about what they're going to do about it. And um, they're like, I got this and I got this and I got this. And <laughs> Elvis is like, I got, he had a, like a pesticide sprayer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I got two bottles of rubbing alcohol and I got matches and I got this Zippo lighter. <laughs> I really liked his medicine bag. And, that was uh, pretty cool. Um, Jack is like, I got my wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. It's all charged up. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was electric at first. I don't like I didn't it didn't sink in. They make it seem like he needs it. But it's he- an electric chair. Oh, that moves. He doesn't need the chair. I thought he did. He's rather mobile, but if they're ra- racing around trying to beat yeah, the, Bubba I, Hotep. The thing is, like, thinking Mama back Hotep. on this... Oh, God, no. Uh, the two of them team up. I would have been much more scared of Mama. Javier Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a thing. I can't believe it's not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but I, thinking back on this movie, I thought I really changed my last name to Hotep and then I'm going to marry Javier and he's going to change his last name okay. to Hotep. <laughs> That's how this is going to happen. Seems <laughs> a rather <laughs> meandering way to do it, but all right. I'm, I'm, I'm how, how, I, I guess I could just call him and ask him. You could pe- petition. We'll start a Kickstarter. <laughs> so they get all this stuff together and I, I love the idea that he has this this medicine bag and you put it with things that are you know powerful that, that and i love the idea that he puts everyday items inside that mean something to him because they were attached to the people that he cared about that were taken by this entity and that 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 gives them power and that gives him power and like i just i don't know i think that's a really sweet idea that you know these everyday objects are powerful because of the connections he has to them i like that he said that the the native americans used to do that like it was a mojo bag right they did. Um, I mean, theirs were a little more involved with what they put in them. Right. There were actual, like, spells and shit. Yeah, like, I mean, really powerful. Like, it was a powerful thing yeah. to have one. And, yeah. um... Monkeys yeah, but I, I did like his take on it. Yeah. Like, he he doesn't know how to do that. You know, he's not Native American. He, It's not his cult, like, his custom to have. But he <laughs> yeah. was like, I know that they do this thing, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a little, little mojo. I, I don't nice. disagree with his decision either. I think it was... Like, good thing to have can't hurt it quite literally can't hurt and then jack gives him a page of something to recite as a like a like a mantra against the mummy i guess which turns out to be nothing the dumbest (laughs) shit you've ever read the magic power power words he goes oh really (laughs) as he's reading it but they're they're sitting out in the yard waiting for the the mummy to come out and Jack's sitting in his wheelchair and he's like slowly falling asleep. I did. Yeah, like and Jack drives to the middle of like the park, I guess. And like, and I'll be bait. Yeah. <laughs> sitting in his wheelchair looking for Bubba and, and then Sebastian's 
Christian's like, Jack. Jack. Oh, come on, Jack. And like, not speaking very loud at all. First of all, this guy's old as fuck, so he probably can't hear for shit. He's trying to get Jack's attention without letting Bubba know, but Bubba's like six feet away. Well, Bubba's even older than them, so. That's true. By a couple years. Does he even have ears? I don't think so. <laughs> Real quick, though. Um, Look like shriveled up apricot slices as they're, or something. As they're getting ready, um, there's a part where he he says, Jack, I just I got one more question for you. And he, he swivels his wheelchair back around and he says, Marilyn, Monroe, <laughs> like, how was she, you know, in bed? And he's like, that's top classified secret. And then wheels a little bit and turns back around and goes, but between you and me, wow. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really cute and funny. What was it from Freaky? She said she's a piece. Is that what she said? I am a piece. I am yeah, a piece. I am a piece. Marilyn Monroe was a piece. All right. So. So. Yes. They formulated a plan that with rubbing alcohol and gasoline. They really just needed the gasoline, I they think. They really just needed one or the other, honestly. <laughs> they wanted Although, extra. rubbing alcohol burns a little faster than gasoline does, I think. It, you'd have a tough time burning something up with rubbing alcohol, I think. Um, so they mix the two together and get it in their sprayer and then they're going to go out and they're going to everything they stole from the gardener who i guess is dead i because he says i took this from the gardener while he wasn't looking and i'm assuming that means because he was dead (laughs) (laughs) and he asks if it's going to work and um jack says uh his guide says that fire cleanses evil so they're not even sure it's gonna work (laughs) you gotta throw salt at him too (laughs) so i literally don't remember the series of events from here on out I do. I do as well. Also, let me consult my notes. Adding to your point, they could have just poured salt in the sprayer. Yeah, yeah. Salt water, Mm -hmm. salt gas, gas. alcohol. (laughs) But that the uh, the the buoyancy of of gasoline is much much lower than water, because or much higher. However, that works. I was uh, worked at a junkyard one time. This is my tangent, and we had a bucket a five gallon bucket that was full of gasoline and I was, (laughs) I went to do something and came back and there was a spider on the edge and I was like, no buddy, you're not gonna. And he fell into it and sunk right the fuck to the bottom. (laughs) Like it wasn't like he even had it. Like it just went straight to the bottom. And I was like, I have no way of getting you out. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, he would have been dead when he hit it anyway. (laughs) Cause like I've seen spiders, you know, typically they float on water but now it's just like a rock right to the bottom. And that's when I realized that you should never go swimming in gasoline. You probably shouldn't. Period. Any, anyway. <laughs> All right. Not even in water. So what happened then? Even after showers are kind of iffy. <laughs> All this. All right. So <clears throat> at this point, Jack is dozing off in his chair. Because yes. uh, he's 137. <laughs> and just his body. Uh uh, Bubba. Uh, uh, no. Elvis. Sebastian. Sebastian. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jessica. He's, he's looking around. And as he's looking around, this is one of the scarier parts. Like, he's yeah. looking through the trees, and all of a sudden, like, his gaze, like, crosses, and, like, there's Bubba, like, just standing there looking at them both. And so Bubba... Starts creeping across the lawn. Yeah, and I think Sebastian yells to Jack. He's like, Jack, get out of there! Yeah. And Bubba, like, right hooks... Jack off of his chair, which I guess ultimately killed him, because um, he dies after that. Yeah, um, and he didn't get soul sucked. Well, 
he wasn't okay so i thought that bubba came for sebastian first and he lit him on fire once and then no no okay Mm. uh I he's, literally just said that I didn't know what happened, and then I tried to correct you. Yep. He's assuming the soul-sucking <laughs> position, which is like CPR on the butt. And uh, Sebastian's like, I can't get over there like to help him. And he sees his electric chair like flying across the yard, so he like turns himself around with his ass like in the position to like catch the chair. And like then a- he gets in the electric chair, and he's riding around, got, <laughs> got his spray can. And, and that's when... Yeah, he gets to Jack and he like hoses down Bubba Hotep and then throws a match from his medicine bag on him and lights him on fire. And then he gets down next to Jack and Jack's like, the president's about to die. Yeah, he he sprays a bunch of alcohol and stuff on him and um, I think he used the lighter the first time. I think it's the matches the second time. Oh, yeah, you might um, he used, yeah, It's the lighter the first time and then he... Uh, it burns a little bit of his upper body and he kind of walks off and falls over and then he goes and talks to him. But I thought he did something to get his attention because Jack's fighting with him, trying to keep him from sucking his soul out. And I thought that uh, Elvis does something to get his, I forget what he calls him. He says something to him, like maybe just whistles at him or something. And for whatever reason, Bubba decides to go for, yeah, yeah. to abandon the easy meal for, I don't know why, (laughs) which they said about him coming at night and only, uh, feeding on people who were sleeping but it's pretty apparent that he's strong enough he could probably overpower an elderly person if they were awake as well <laughs> so i don't know why they thought that was necessary uh, or that he could only come when they were asleep but i mean that seems like what he did um so then he kind of comes back to life bubba does he gives him the power words and he reads them <laughs> I forget what they said, but it was stupid. Yeah. So, like, so <laughs> I know we should find it because they're so fucking great. It's, it doesn't even rhyme well. It doesn't. It doesn't even rhyme. Well. It doesn't even rhyme. And I, I laughed so hard at his line, and I don't remember what it is, and I'm I'm ashamed of myself now. But he said he said something like, "Oh, that's what he said." It doesn't even rhyme well. He's looking up at the stars and says. Does it come with a decoder ring? <laughs> yeah. And so then he, like, kind of chases after Bubba in the wheelchair, and they kind of go... He collides with Bubba, and he's as they're moving towards the bank, he's hosing him down with the juice. And then they get down to the, the bank, and um, he pulls the, the internal thing, canister, out of the... The sprayer and it yeah the pools, actual the pump mechanism pools yeah. all over the well as the they're ground. both rolling down the hill you hear a very pronounced <laughs> sound and yeah. it's his rib cracking yeah. out of his torso now I understand he's an older gent but that's a pretty serious injury for just rolling down a hill <laughs> I think the implication <laughs> is having the, a compound fracture in your rib cage <laughs> I think the implication is that the the heavy ass cha- and those are heavy ass chairs I don't know if anyone's yeah. ever worked on one before but they're like a good 150 pounds they were probably even heavier 20 years ago yeah I think the implication is that it hit him on the way down and mm. I, we don't necessarily see it but the angles and stuff makes me think or a rock I mean a rock yeah. can do it too a rock but they get down to the bottom and then he lights Bubba on fire again and this time lights him on fire enough that he goes down and all the souls start yeah up into the air all the souls come back Bubba clonks him good twice yeah. with a, a, a cudgel he finds nearby a, a makeshift cudgel. cudgel um and he's like starting he to really go out 
I thought it was. I think Kujul sounds Kujul. Kujul. I'm usually um, one to agree with your pronunciations because they are better than mine. So I'll agree with you. Kujul. <laughs> I don't know what either of those words mean. I only know it because of Diablo 2. Thank you, Diablo 2, for teaching me a lot about ancient weaponry. You pay attention to the names of things instead of just what they look like? Well, actually, poison damage was the best. Sorry, Oops. bro. I'm not, I'm not making fun of stereotypical nerds. You are. Amazing just as much as every other nerd is. But goddamn. But if you well actually people, then you're not. Maybe a little bit. I met a Star Trek nerd once and a friend of mine went to a wedding and he's like, hey, I was at this wedding and the the preacher said if everybody would set their cell phones on stun and the guy just started losing his shit. I'm like, you, sir. (laughs) You're up there, my friend. (laughs) This this can be my final tangent. I was with Max one time. When the two of us, when we play games, we kind of build out our characters, but we more or less, I think I'm speaking for Max, but I believe that he is in agreement with me on this. Um, when we play RPGs, we more or less kind of build out our characters the way that we would want to play them. Like we, we don't, we don't do the min maxing thing. We don't try to go for max damage and like, yes, there's like this percentage is better than this percentage. And like, I get all that. Max tries to go for max damage. I do. Well, okay. He, But in the sense that... <laughs> Yoink, that low-hanging fruit. <laughs> uh, I missed it. And I always thought low-hanging fruit meant, like, nutsack. It's not. It's easy to reach. We've talked about this. We have, and it doesn't make sense, because it, it low-hanging fruit should be the first thing you go for. <laughs> it doesn't make you better to go for more dangerous fruit. But anyway, this person was describing how in, I think it was Diablo 3, I don't remember, but they were talking about how they, you know, you get this stone and you put this thing in and you you put this many points into this and you do that and then my shield dash does this much damage. And he was describing this with, with all of the correct terms and using all of the correct like point by point description of how much damage they were doing. And I could see Max shaking his head going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I could see his eyes just glazing over. <laughs> I was like, oh, buddy, I can't help you. Oh. Um, after he finally lights Bubba on fire and, and all the souls escape Bubba, uh, he looks up into the clouds and sees hieroglyphics that say, all is well. Yeah. The stars form hieroglyphics that say all is well. Bubba says some stuff to Sebastian in hieroglyphic speak. Um, in Egyptian? <laughs> and hieroglyphics pop up on the screen. It's probably Coptic. Um, Yeah, but yeah, hieroglyphics <laughs> pop up on the screen. And it's something like you attack a shit something. Yeah. Man, whatever. <laughs> you ball sack. <laughs> uh, but then... Bubba kind of has like, oh my god, Sebastian has a kind of monologue. Why am I so bad at this? I'm usually the one that's really good at names <laughs> in things. And like every time we're doing this podcast, I misspeak a million times. Sebastian is laying there and he's like <laughs> thinking to himself that, well, this is, and that's how it ended. Like my soul was intact and I saved everybody else in the nursing home from a horrible soulless death and that he would get to go into the afterlife and all this stuff. And then he dies. And then he, presumably. Presumably. You don't actually see him die. He just kind of goes, Here's uh, here's the uh, incantation that Jack wrote down. Let's hear it. Uh, Well, um, Jack tells him as he's dying, he says, you gotta take care of business. Take care of business. TCB. And he goes, it's just me and you, Mr. President. And then he pulls out 
the, the incantation. He says, you nasty thing from beyond the dead. No matter what you think or do, good things will never come to you. <laughs> and if evil is your black design, you can bet the goodness of the light ones will kick your bad behind. For Christ's sake. Is what he says. <laughs> Doesn't even I rhyme wonder, well. I That's it. There's the chance against the chant against evil from the Book of Souls. Yeah, right, boss. What kind of decoder ring comes with that, man? That's one. <laughs> shit, it doesn't even rhyme well. <laughs> this is dog shit. It's time for H-C-T-I-O-N. <laughs> and that's when he charges at him with yeah. the chair. I'm wondering if the chant that Jack wrote down was a line from the short story. And as they were, like, the guy who wrote the short story was like, this has to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really funny. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so that was the end. That's it. Uh, All right. So it was Max's pick. Oh, Max, where would you have actually died? Oh, I meant to mention this. Um, I meant to mention it. But I forgot. Now you will. Um, probably when I had to fight the bug. <laughs> Wait, like, as the old lady or as... Elvis as Max as Max this is where if Max was I would have seen the bug and went and just like broken the back of my skull against the wall that would have been (laughs) falling back into your heater Um, real quick so we we talked a little bit earlier about what our opinions were about whether it was Elvis or Sebastian or whatever and I have I have a theory that it was actually Sebastian because at one point he never mentions the name of his daughter one. Two, he pulls a picture out of his pocket or his wallet or something at some point and shows it to Jack and says, this is my daughter. And they're talking about all these missed opportunities and stuff that they had, like, growing up as parents. And I think that they blurred out the picture. And I'm thinking that it was his actual daughter. It was Sebastian's daughter. Hmm. And... He made up this thing in his brain to make up for the fact that he pursued being an Elvis impersonator instead of, like, raising his child. Uh, well, you know. Sure. That's not a bad theory. So, anyway. Max, (laughs) what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, when he finally just, like, blows up on the nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I can see a lot of old people relating to that. Like, I knew somebody that had been in a a bad car accident and they couldn't talk. Yeah. Um, They were mostly okay, but like they had some problems after that. Like they had to go through therapy and stuff. Yeah. um, Like family members and friends would come to see them and like be like, are you okay? Like, do you need something? How's everything going? And like, they just got so fucking sick of it. Like when people came, they would try to bite them. That's all they could do. They'd be like, (laughs) get your hand away from my face. Like, stop fucking talking to me like that. Stop trying to give me water. (laughs) So I understand that, and like I, I was like, "Yeah, man, like don't let her talk down to you." Like, yeah. That. All yeah. right, Vic. What was your favorite part? Um, there's a couple, but I think my favorite part is at the end when that the music starts to swell, and he says about how he was laying there feeling something soft grating against something inside, something hard grating against something soft. I think so. Yeah, and then the the stars align in that way, and it, and it says all is well, and it's just. It's sad, but really sweet, and I just, I got a little bit choked up. It was just nice. The music's playing in the background, and 
Yeah. That's if nice. I can add to your chokery, mm-hmm. these are his last words in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I was going down for the last count and I knew it. Yeah. But I still have my soul. It's still mine. All mine. And the folks up there at Shady Rest, they have theirs too. And they're going to keep them. Every single one. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> All is well. Oh. Um, my favorite part is actually a part that we didn't talk about. I wonder it do was it now. Where Jack acknowledges that Sebastian is Elvis. Oh, yeah. Ah, and he's, nice. he's like asking him questions, like, "Did you have anything to do?" Because that was a theory that Elvis had something to do with really? the death of JFK. Right. Like all those conspiracy theorists, like somebody made that theory up. Right. And he, he asks him some questions about it. Did you have anything to do with it? And he's like, I had nothing to do with it. Like I didn't, I couldn't have even cared less about it. And like, so I just, I don't know, but I really appreciate it. And, and Jack goes, is it okay if I call you Elvis? <laughs> and it was just really nice. Yes, so. you may. Yeah. <laughs> that it was, was nice. That was a nice little moment. So that was the other thing, Jack. You were since talking about that, you reminded me of that. Jack was like, "I knew, I wanted to hear it from your own lips or something like that, but I knew you didn't have anything to do with it because you found me there in the floor and you could have killed me then." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Max. What was your least favorite part? Um, the stuff about his infected pecker was funny, but like the details of it were gross. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> He was talking about he would pretend it was his ex-wife if he could and jerk it off so like and that would make it pop and I'm like yeah. oh like yeah. Yeah. Oh. I didn't uh, need to hear that. Right? At least that's what I would do <laughs> if I could. If I could. Yeah. Vic, what was your Um I didn't like and I get that, you know, they just wanted to put something else in there and maybe they were friends of the director or Bruce Campbell or whatever. And I'm not saying what they did was bad, I just it didn't fit the movie for me. I didn't really like the morticians or the, the whatever they were, the, the hearse drivers. I didn't really appreciate that whole slapstick. It was a little too much for me. And the I three didn't. Three stooges. Yeah, it just was too, it was too, it was too much of a break from the movie's tone for me. Like, I know the movie's cheesy and weird, but it just didn't fit right for me and I didn't like it. My least favorite part was the, the undertones of the whole nursing home. Like, that... Ending up in a nursing home and alone is, like, one of my biggest fears. And I just can't even imagine. So having that as, like, the the primary undertone of the movie on top of the actual scary shit was incredibly difficult for me. And yeah. it, it took me out of the movie in the sense that... <laughs> it took you out of the movie. It took me this out- is where the movie takes a turn. <laughs> this is where the movie took a turn for me. This is where I took a turn on the movie and left. <laughs> it took me out of the movie in the sense that I started focusing on my own mortality more than the oh actual movie itself. So So this was the most horrifying movie that we've done so far for you. <laughs> so it was just like, yeah, great. I'm going to die one day. Thanks for reminding me of that constantly. So... My favorite... Uh, th- that, I'm sorry, were you done? I wasn't, but go ahead. No, please continue. <laughs> so just for me, like, having to have that minor existential crisis during this movie was my my issue. I mean, it so. makes sense, and I understand, but it is, it's also, uh, like, legitimately a big part of the movie. Like, the movie, it is. the idea is a plot. But I, I didn't want it to be. That's true. It's <laughs> your thing that you didn't like about the movie, and it's fine. You are of all the people that have ever movies. died in all the movies we watched, this was the worst one. <laughs> 
Oh, I'd love to watch Sebastian Hoff slash Elvis Presley go half half. I swear she calls half him Mr. and half. I swear she calls him Mr. Hoff. I swear she does. Mr. Half. Okay. She's got a half. Texan drawl. All right. But I'd love to see him with his little walker come in, like when the doctor's taking pictures of Helvetia at Mama's house, being like, "What are you doing here, man?" <laughs> oh, I'm just, just taking care of business. I got a big old woman coming. <laughs> gotta get out of here, man. A bitch and big goose. A bitch big. She's boy. going. Wow. I'll get the gasoline. Gasoline. Uh, All right, Max. What was your favorite part, or your scariest part? Sc- horror uh, part. What was the part that gave you the most horror? Of the movie? <laughs> I, I would say, um, again, this isn't one of those movies that's, that's really scary, mm. intended to be that scary. But um, I do have a fear of like, like I'm scanning like a, you know, like a tree line or something. And I'm not seeing the threat that's like standing Ew. right there, you know, and like it's standing there the whole time looking at you and like you just pass it over until you're like, shit, like that was probably my scariest part. Okay. Um. Oh, man, there's a couple in here that are actually pretty good. Um. I would say for me, the scariest part is probably when probably when uh, Kimasabi wakes up and sees that his roommate is being. Uh, Bubbed. Bubbed, yeah. Because Protept. imagine being the person on the floor, if they are of sound mind, they're asking help from somebody who isn't, and they're expecting to get help from this person, and this person's way of helping Ooh. is to pull out cap guns. That's horrifying. Like, it's also like our worst dreams, too, where you pull out guns that like don't Oh my god, work. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. <laughs> and you think they work, but they don't. Oh it's even another layer. That, okay, yeah. So that's absolutely my, my scariest scene. Noodles come out of it or something. Like. <laughs> no. In my dreams, I said this before, my guns always have like a thousand pound trigger pull, and I'm going, I can't actually pull the fucking trigger. I could have used the spaghetti gun when I had a dream that I was cooking for the Godfather, but that's not happening right now. <laughs> Shoots me balls. <laughs> <laughs> the scariest part for me was the iron lung. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty bad. That's awful. Like, that is absolute. Like, I'm so glad that we live in an era where we don't have to be super concerned about catching polio. Because that's Is that horrifying. how you ended up in an iron lung? Yeah. Oh. I thought it was just like a leg thing. No. It, it's. Like it. No. Are you thinking of big fish? It was kind of like an iron lung, but I think it was more a machine that just worked his muscles. I don't remember that from Big Fish. Yeah, he says... I like Big Fish. He didn't grow enough. It was a very sad movie. Sweet and sad. It was... Sweet and sour. That whole... The way I felt about pretty much that entire movie is summed up in those last 30 seconds of Bubba Hotep. (laughs) Okay. Um, But in, in Big Fish, there's a part where he says that he didn't grow enough as a boy, so they had to, like, strap him up to some kind of machine... And it's like working his muscles for him while he's like laying in bed. Muscular dystrophy? Something something? like that. And then thinking of Forrest Gump? No, I'm positive. He (laughs) runs so hard it like knocks off his leg braces. No. Um, He actually taught Elvis how to dance. Um, But uh, no, then there's a part where he does start growing. Like he he catches up growing to where he should be after not growing for so long and it breaks the machine because he's like growing so much. Oh, eh, reminiscent of. Anyway, sorry. All right. So, anyway. I hate you so much. <laughs> I, just, I just really do. I he, he's been having 
having indigestion issues lately. Because he's keep... fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's not to eat right. Like... <laughs> it's because he eats things that he's not supposed to. <laughs> All right. So your scariest part was the iron lung. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what was your overall rating, Max? Overall rating, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. It was a good movie. Um, a little light on the horror side, but... Uh, I don't know. It just had like a like a cool idea and like a cool message, and mm-hmm. of course, Bruce, <clears throat> Big Bruce, Bruce boy, Big Bruce Campbell, Big bitch Bruce Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vic. Uh, I am also gonna give this movie a nine out of ten. I can't give it a perfect score because there is some things wrong with it, but I do just love this movie, and I I really have a hard time not putting nostalgia glasses on for this because i just love this movie i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten it's a good movie it's a fun movie it's a really good watch i enjoy it a lot the dog's gagging it's fine it's fine but there the whole mortality thing does take me out of it a little bit and makes Mm. it a difficult watch for me so like it's not something that i would watch consistently like i would canonically yeah that's different (laughs) (laughs) just the way you started (laughs) anyway so yeah i'd give it a, a seven what's your horror rating max horror i can't again go too high on this so i'm gonna say about four out of five or ten i, don't know. <laughs> I can't go too high so i'm gonna give it a 95 percent <laughs> vic um i'm gonna go a little higher just because like i said there are some things about this that when i put them put myself in those shoes it, it freaks are you me gonna out give it a five out of five <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give it a five out of seven well i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 how is that not high <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. okay. I, I mean, if we're looking at it from the perspective of being a patient in that place and this happening, I, if I if I looked at it that way, it would jack my rating up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I wouldn't like to be old and decrepit and have to still fight a zombie. My yeah. horror rating, based on how it made me feel while watching it, I'm going to give it a 3 because I wasn't that scared. Right. So. Existential dread, though, off the charts. Yeah, yes, that is different than like fear. But, um, all right, so that was Bubba Hotep. Bubba, hold on, Bubba Hotep. I to Imhotep. Real quick, a couple housekeeping things. Um, on March thirtieth, we will be recording an episode with Bill Van Vegel from Land of the Creeps slash Phantom Galaxy. Those are not the same thing. I said slash as if it was the same thing. When is this happening? March 30th, the end of this month. March 30th. That that episode, for those of you who are listening, will not be released for a week or two after it. We're, like, kind of behind a little bit. Um, Because it allows us to say stupid things and then edit it and release it not live. Yes. (laughs) It also allows us to edit out the large chunks of time where the dog has to go out or one of the kids wakes up or something along those lines. Or they have to change my diaper. Yeah. Go on a tangent that we decide isn't relevant enough for this. (laughs) Go on an hour-long tangent about iron lungs. But, um, so that'll be happening. He has already picked the movie. We will let you guys know what that is the episode before that so mm-hmm. that's a cool thing that's happening absolutely you were gonna say max something, has max? forgotten again is that what we're recording that's our next podcast no 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 march 30th okay we haven't gotten to the part where we do our movie for next week yeah no mm-hmm. um Hang and on. do you remember what it is 
Do you remember what the movie is that we're doing for that? With Bill Van Bagel? Uh-huh. Just keep going. I'll think of it. Okay. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> I'll think of it. <laughs> it was a movie from the 70s. So that's another thing, too. Um, I am a millennial, and I didn't get into horror movies a lot until I was like, I don't know, like seven-ish, give or take. I mean, I always liked them, but I because I was... It was later in the years whenever I started getting interested in things. I'm more interested in contemporary horror movies. So I'm interested to see what my take on this uh, Bill Van Vegel movie pick is going to be. I thought you were just going to leave it there. I'm interested to see what my take on this Bill Van Vegel is. (laughs) Hi, Bill. Um, (laughs) Good evening. Um, So... uh, you can also reach us. We discussed this a little bit earlier. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, throw out some ideas of movies that you'd like us to watch. Facegram. Facegram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like owned by the same company now. So they're basically the same thing. Everything's owned by Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Even Disney. <laughs> it's owned by Kraft or Disney. There's a big feud. <laughs> um I'm serious. Go buy not Kraft brand ketchup and look in the back. It says distributed by Kraft Foods. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like $4 cheaper. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's all of those things. And it is my pick for next week. Oh, I hope it's a scary one. We need to do one that's frightening. Um, I Okay. So I was going back and forth between found footage or slasher because we haven't done either one of those in a little while. And like, almost simultaneously, both Max's and my testicles just receded a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you like those those genres. I have one more found footage movie that I liked for us to watch. We'll see if you pick it. I, I landed on found footage for okay. this next one. We if are it's going... not the one I hope it is, I'll be here next week to record it again. We are going to do <laughs> Grave Encounters. Okay. I was waiting for it. Um, It is available currently right now at the time of this recording in March of 2021. It is available on Amazon Prime with a subscription to Amazon Prime. So um, if you are looking for a place to be able to watch that and we will record that and be back next week. That's not the one I was hoping for. (laughs) What were you hoping for? I was hoping for Devil's Pass. Oh, okay. Oh. There's also actually that was one not more. on my list. I had I had three on actually <laughs> this one was not on the list of four movies that I had given as choices <laughs> to the people that then picked. <laughs> I'll spite you all. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up one of the ones that I had um, was considering on Amazon Prime and I saw Grave Encounters was on there and I was like, ah, I've watched that forever. I love that movie. There's three more that I thought that we would do if we weren't given the choice by outside influences and. Uh, Grave Encounters, Devil's Pass, or Diet Lost Pass, whatever. It's... it's I, I, if you're looking it up, just look up Devil's Pass. It's yeah. called it Devil's is, Pass, yeah. It's uh, about Diet Lost Pass. Diet Lost and, Pass. Uh, Entity was another one that I thought was actually worth watching. I believe it's found... And Titty. For, mm-hmm. And Titties. And <laughs> Titties. Uh, yeah, that's just another good one. Just the one Titty, actually. <laughs> now, out of those three, I don't know which we could say is best, because I haven't <clears> seen them for a while, so I'm excited to try at least this one. But, in case anyone's confused now, we Kitty chose Grave Encounters. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the movies we thought about choosing. <laughs> right. Grave Encounters. Next week, check it out on Amazon Prime, if you got a subscription. Um, if not, I guess you're fucked. I don't know. I don't know where else it is. <laughs> find it. Buy it. 
fragmented. <laughs> all right. I guess that's oh, all. I did have one last little uh, throw out for um, Bubba Hotep. I was watching the credits, which I almost never do. But I thought this might be one of those movies that has like an interesting little tidbit at the end. And it didn't, except at some point it was saying like this movie is the property of whatever company wrote it, whatever, you know, duplicating whatever is punishable by law, blah, 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 like fines and penalties and the wrath of Bubba Hotep. And the wrath. <laughs> and that's great. Which I appreciate. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, just really quick, a, a weird thing that also happened, and I'm going to double check with him if it's cool. Uh, that I give him kind of a shout out on here, but not the Brian that gave us a rating, but a different Brian, Brian Spurl. He had actually posted about Bubba Hotep in the Land of the Creeps Facebook group <laughs> this week. And it was just really weird because I had literally never seen this movie. And then we did it for the podcast. And then he was like, has anybody seen this movie? And like <laughs> posted a picture of the cover. And I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> well, I hope you have. And if you've listened to our podcast instead of watching it, I, I recommend you go and watch it. It's not that scary, but it's really good. <laughs> it is a good movie. I, I appreciated it. Yeah. And I... I would and watch it again. It's designated comedy horror, which is how I got it in here. So <laughs> it is designated as comedy horror. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess All until right. next time, we will see you next week, guys. I'll say goodbye and know that all is well. And we're thinking of you always. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm not. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs>